Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour two of the Lombardi line coming at you on VSIN and DraftKings Network alongside three time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. This show, as always, presented by DraftKings. And with all of the craziness that we have had over the past week, I have one request. Can we have one day where no one gets fired, retired, or a game gets canceled? <laughs> We've got playoff football to talk about, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we still have the Buffalo game that's, I'm not sure what we're going to do with that. Just looking at the weather in Buffalo currently, I just read that Pittsburgh's planning on trying to fly in there later today, uh, which might be an adventure because that Buffalo airport looks like it's in Siberia, not in New York. I saw Mike Garofolo, um and Tom Pelissero both tweeting about how, you know, in 2020, we had all of the postponements and changes due to COVID and that the, the what was it, the Steelers game that got delayed three times against the Ravens. They played that game on a Wednesday. If we yeah. had to, po- there's been talk about maybe having to postpone the game even from Monday. I don't know how realistic yeah. that is, Michael, but if the, if the weather dictates it, if Mother Nature says you can't do it, it's just not, not safe to bring people to the stadium at that point. Like, what do, what do you do? How does that change the schedule? You know, I, it's interesting. I, you know, if maybe they decide to look, it's hard to travel into Buffalo. It's hard to travel out of Buffalo. So this is a logistics problem. That's a nightmare because you can't move the game to Detroit, which is they've done that in the past out of Buffalo, because how do you get everybody out of the out of the city? So, you know, this is going to be one of those situations where the team, whoever wins the game is going to be on a short week, no matter what happens. Right. Yeah. And so that's going to affect it. Uh, but the safety of the people that attend the game, the people going to the game, the staff, all that has to come first because, look, football was never meant to be played this late in January. We are the 14th. It's halfway through January. Most of the time when we were on a 12-game schedule to a 14-game schedule, you know, the 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 season was over in December, but now we're extending it, which is a great thing for all of us. But the weather's not going, doesn't think it's a great thing. And cities like Buffalo, Cleveland, Detroit, if they had outdoor, as they have outdoor stadiums, it becomes prohibitive to play in some of this weather. 
Yeah, it looks ugly out there today. Winds up to 60 miles an hour. Uh, the spread has gone back to 10. Buffalo laid in the double digit number. Total, however, ticks significantly up with those winds dying down from about 60 miles an hour today to what's expected to be around 30 tomorrow. So that total up from 33 and a half to 37 and a half, 38 across the board. And listen, we know that the weather can be an advantage for a lot of these teams. We saw it with Kansas City yesterday. Miami, uh, warm weather Florida team struggling out there in Arrowhead yesterday. They lose 26 to seven. And I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I've just been cold watching, watching that game, watching the videos that we've seen come out of these places. I think what we learned from that game too is the fact that it's hard to tackle. If you're not used to tackling or or playing in that kind of weather, we take for granted tackling something that carries over. Conditions don't matter, but it does. And I think we saw Miami's lack of really good tackling in the game affect them. Now Miami was you know behind the eight ball in the game with all their injuries, particularly on defense, and then offensively we know that they were going to struggle with the weather conditions based on Tua's play in cold weather, based on their style of offense but the tackling and their inability really to stop Rice from making big plays keeping Mahomes in the pocket and defending the run I thought they would have done that a lot better but you know that's their season they started this rebuild five years ago in 2019. Now they're going to enter into another offseason after not having won a playoff game. And they got a lot of tough decisions, just like there's tough decisions in Jacksonville. Is You're going to have to pay the quarterback, but how much are you going to pay the quarterback? And how do you get the best deal for you when every quarterback seems to be making $50 million a year? Yeah, and and you know, ultimately, like given the options that are out there, they love Tua. They're going to pay Tua. It's just a matter of what that number ultimately is going to be. And again, one in six this year, the Miami Dolphins against playoff teams failed to score 22 points or more in any of those games. Uh, as for Patrick yeah. Mahomes, he now has 10 home playoff wins, Michael, which are tied for second with Joe Montana and Peyton Manning. Everybody's still just tra- chasing old, old Tom there with his 21 home playoff wins. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought Mahomes played better yesterday. I thought he was willing to take the profits. He took the what what the what the defense was willing to give him. He ran the football when he needed to. The two runs were really huge, especially they got down into the red zone. They didn't turn the ball over other than Hilaire's fumble late in the game. But for me, that was kind of the way they're going to have to play. It's not going to be pretty. They're going to have to settle for some field goals, but they're not going to play a team as as weak on the edges as this as the Dolphins were because of their injury. You know, those tackles got away with it yesterday. Can they get away with it at the next round if it's Buffalo? That's going to be the remains to be seen. But one thing we knew for sure, I mean, in that weather, what started on the game book said it was minus four to start the game. Andy Reid called over 40 passes. So, you know, weather's not going to stop Mahomes from throwing the football. Might stop his helmet from operating properly, but uh, yeah, no, you're, you're dead on from that standpoint and good on Rasheed Rice, the rookie out of SMU franchise rookie record for yards in a playoff game, eight catches, 130 yards and a touchdown for him. Travis Kelsey, seven catches, 71 yards. He, by the way, hasn't scored a touchdown in seven games. So we'll see if he can turn around the, the scoring production back here in the playoffs. And let's go also to that, that Texans game, Michael, where, you know, from one rookie having success to another CJ Stroud, lighten it up for, yeah. 45 points and granted a pair of pick sixes on Joe Flacco certainly helped, but Stroud looked fantastic again. He, he really did. And, and, you know, what he was able to do is he and Bobby Slovic did exactly what they needed to do 
against a team like the, the Cleveland Browns, which hadn't played well on the road. They took Miles Garrett out of the game, didn't really impact the game, no pressure. They were able to win first down, get positive yards without having to run the football, right? They didn't have to run the ball to get, you know, they weren't in second and, and long because they were able to take short throws. And then they made explosive plays, Stormy. I mean, they were able to have one play drive. They throw a flat route. You know, and next thing you know, it's a touchdown. An over route to Dalton Schultz. The tight ends really killed them in the game. I mean, Jordan's one catch for 76 yards. Schultz has one catch for 37 yards. Both of them touchdowns. Those are killers, you know, and, and Nico Collins still continue to play well. I was disappointed in the Browns secondary. They did yeah. not play well. Their man-to-man coverage was not there and they couldn't make a play. And let's face it, Amari Cooper had 254 yards the first time they played. He had five targets for 59 yards, four catches for 59. They took him out of the game and we thought Njoku would be the main guy. He was his overprop hit at 93 yards, but there was once they got behind and the turnovers occurred, it's tough to come back from that. Yeah, and when you talk about the secondary, this Browns defense, we know for as good as their overall stats have been, they did really struggle on the road this year. But I feel like every time Nico Collins was getting the ball, he had like six feet of separation. There was nobody yeah. in, the, in the vicinity. And I just didn't expect that from this Browns defense, especially on this stage, knowing how good that they have been. Um we're going to carry this into the next segment as well, but let's start looking at some of the wild card games that mm-hmm. are coming up today. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys, Michael, in my mind, have so much pressure on them this round. I've heard a lot of people calling for an outright upset from Green Bay today who's getting a touchdown in uh, in Dallas for this one, total 50 and a half. How do you see things playing out today? Well, you know, uh, what I try to do is always draw back on the matchup when it happened before, right? And so last year in week 10, we had this exact game. It was in Green Bay. And Jordan Love didn't play, but Aaron Rodgers, who wasn't great last year, played his best game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was effective. And Aaron Jones, who's healthy now, was really effective. He had 24 carries for 138 yards in that game. And this Packer offense, which I think is actually better now than it was then, had a coming out party. Because remember, this is the game where Kristen Watson had four catches, three touchdowns, 107 yards. He was really good. C.D. Lamb, exceptional, had 11 catches for 150 yards. So, you know, I think to me, this is a game where both offenses are going to have to be in control of the game. I don't know if the defenses can. Green Bay's offensive line is very, very good at pass protection. They're able to keep the pocket clean, and these receivers are much better than they were. Remember, last year they had Lassard and Sammy Watkins to go along with Christian Watson. Now this year, you know, Reed has been a dynamic player. Dobbs is a good player. Wilkes, they bring in off the bat. You know, he comes in. Wicks, they come in. And so they've been very good. And Musgrave is a young rookie tight end. And then Jordan Love is actually throws it down the field well. And he's very accurate with the football. So this is a a Green Bay offense that is peaking at the most perfect time to go against an offense that has peaked all year at home in the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, which is another reason why we talked about it earlier with Anthony DeBundo of the Action Network. This is it just feels like a game that 
both of these offenses are going to be able to do what they want to do. And for Jordan Love, his regular season finale for him, 84% completions, over 300 yards passing. Down the stretch, his final eight games, 18 touchdowns, just one interception. He's been tremendous. And, and this is a Cowboys team, again, Michael, that has so much pressure on them to succeed in the playoffs because this has been the most Super Bowl-ready team that we've seen from Dallas in a long time. They are an 8-1 to shot to win the Super Bowl, the second NFC team behind only Super Bowl favorite San Francisco to win it all, who coincidentally has knocked Dallas out of the playoffs each of the last two years. But I, I asked the question to Brian Broaddus earlier, but what do you think? If they lose this game or if they lose in the divisional round, what could that mean for Mike McCarthy? Oh, I think it's going to be trouble because I think, as Brian said, it, you know, Jerry's 82 years old. You know, they want to win now. They've been, been there. I mean, there's a generation of young kids. DeBundo, the kid we had on, Anthony, you know, they don't remember when the Cowboys were dominating. Right. You know, they, they, they've always been this. But here's and we'll finish this in the next block. But we talk home and away splits for Dallas's offense. We do the same thing for Cleveland's defense. Dallas's offensive line struggles on the road because of the snap count, because of the other team. Green Bay has got to take advantage. This offensive line isn't what we believed it to be. Steele is a vulnerability. Smith doesn't stay healthy the whole game, which is a concern. Tyron Smith. So they're going to have to do a great job of protecting against a Packer front that has talent but doesn't always play to the talent level. We will continue to preview this game as well as Rams-Lions coming up later on this afternoon. Michael does have an official play in that game. Stick around. We're just getting started hour two of the Lombardi line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking- 
looking for a betting edge through the NFL postseason and Super Bowl? Our VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access. Sign up today and get your first 30 days for just $9.99 to see everything VSIN has to up your betting game. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Stormy Bon and Tony and Michael Lombardi with you as we continue to break down all things wild card weekend. In about 15 minutes or so, we will have Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback, co-host of PFT Live. He's going to join us here on the program, but we'll continue carrying over a little bit of our conversation with the Packers and Cowboys from last segment, Michael, and our, our producer, Elliot, hitting us with this stat that since 1997, not only have the Cowboys struggled straight up just to win in the postseason, 3-12-1 ATS in the playoffs. Dak Prescott won in five ATS in the postseason. If they want to change that tune and win and win at margin against Green Bay today, what needs to happen? Well, they need to get control of the game, right? You need to be able, when you're playing against a really good offense, there's never a time where the lead is safe, right? Uh, look at the Seattle game, if you go back. I mean, the Washington game's 20 to 10 at the half when they played down there, and Washington then turned the ball over. They were they moved the ball, but they were never able. They finally got control of the game in the second half with their defense. This is going to be a little bit more of a challenge. They're going to have to play their best game defensively. They really are. And their offensive line has going to have to play really well. They're going to have to handle the front of the Cowboy, the, the Packers, like I mentioned, because this Packer front is played better in the last two weeks. Kenny Clark's a really good player. Rashard Gary coming off the edge is very good. With Quay Walker back now, they've been very good inside. Preston Smith, they, they've got the young kid, Kingsley and I can't say his last name from uh, South Carolina, number 55, an outstanding player. They can rush, right? They can put pressure. And the tackles for the Cowboys have been the weak link, particularly when they go on the road, right? Particularly when they go on the road, Dak starts to have more problems with protection. And that's going to, if it manifests itself today, the Packers can cover this touchdown line. So I think that's going to be the key and they've got to protect the ball. But one thing Mike McCarthy has done is he's come out and he's tried to establish the lead and he's tried to play from in front and he does it very effectively at home. This is the best team in the league in first half point differential, which is a key stat in football because it allows their defense to rush the passer. It allows their defense to create a turnover. The problem is this Packer offensive line can protect and handle blitzes. Just ask Brian Flores because when he tried to blitz every simple way, even though he was playing at home, the Packers answer the bell and move the football. So for me, I think it's a hard game to get control of because of the Packers offense and their ability to strike quickly with these receivers. So And Love's ability to move, create a second play. Um, this is going to be a back and forth game and I, and I don't think neither team is going to blink. I know Love's a young player, but we saw we saw what C.J. Stroud right. did as a young player. I mean, you know, I think sometimes we make a little bit more out of that than there really is. I, I, and I think ultimately this is a situation where you're going to have to make a play in the kicking game, right? You're going to have to make a play in the kicking game. The Cowboys have the 12th best special teams in the National Football League. And so, you know, whereas the Cowboys put very little money into their kicking game. And so they're going to have to make a play, control field position, or find a way to make it. I mean, the Packers ha have a hard time with that. The, the Cowboys do play well in the kicking game. The Packers not as much.
And it's interesting that you make the point about Jordan Love. And we heard D'Amico Ryan say of C.J. Stroud, the moment wasn't too big for him as a rookie playing on that stage, had success. Typically, it has not been great for quarterbacks making their first playoff start against quarterbacks who have playoff experience. 17-35-1 ATS, 17-36 straight up. But... Jordan Love also isn't a rookie. And yes, it's his first playoff start, but he's got experience the way that he's performed the back end of this season. You look at Dak Prescott, who led the NFL with 36 touchdown passes, but Jordan Love was not far behind there himself with 32. And this offense, to your point, just seems to be clicking at a different level and they're peaking and they're playing their best football right now. So Cowboys, we're laying seven and a half points. Now we see it at just that flat touchdown, total 50 and a half, 65% of bets, but 80% of money sweating the over and I am likely going to beat one of those people as well. How about this Lions Rams game, Michael? I I was so excited when we finally got the matchups because we knew it was possible to have Stafford against his former team where he is the Lions all time leading passer spent 12 years of his career there. It's where it all started, but he won that Super Bowl with the Rams and Jared Goff feeling like a cast off in that trade, a trade that ultimately worked out. We know for both teams, but a hungry Lions squad so much so that even local Detroit rapper Eminem is out here pleading to Matt Stafford man I rapped for you in the Super Bowl we supported you when you got yours just give us this the Lions looking for their first playoff win since 92 well I mean look these games always come down to the the short yardage plays the kicking game remember last year's Super Bowl right last year's Super Bowl was determined by the Chiefs ability to have two returns I mean, that both of those returns, uh, the Super Bowl return and the divisional championship or the conference championship return won the game for the Chiefs. And so th- this is where Anthony mentioned this on when he broke the game down. But the, the Rams are the worst kicking game team in the league. And why is that? Because they have no depth, right? They have no depth. Their best players are their young players and they don't have anybody behind them. And so if somebody gets hurt in the game, that's a problem. And they've got to be able to run the football. Karan Williams has been sensational. But if he's not playing or if he gets hurt, they don't have that run game. And we've seen them go on the road in this tough environments. Dallas Stafford got hurt, right? They went to Cincinnati. What happened in Cincinnati was Alric Jack- Jackson got hurt. He had to come out of the game. They had to put Note Bloom in. Now Note Bloom's hurt. So if they lose any of these offensive linemen, then Detroit gains a significant advantage. Now, if they stay healthy, you've got a master game planner in Sean McVay who's going to do a lot of good things on how to attack the Aaron Glenn defense. Aaron Glenn's defense is rooted in the New Orleans Saints principles. And we know McVay does a good job against the Dennis Allen's style of defense. But what what they can't do, what the Lions can't do is allow McVay to have running game working for him. He opens the Baltimore game on the road and he runs nine straight runs and he runs the football effectively. That set up the entire day. That set up the entire day. And this day is going to be set up on his ability to run the ball, run his boots, move the pocket. Don't let Hutchinson get a read on where he's going to be and strike down the field on his over routes and play action pass stuff. And that could be a problem for the Lions who don't cover in the back end very well. Well, and also, Michael, how much do you value recent form? Because similar to what we were talking about with the Green Bay Packers and kind of the success and the way they've been clicking and peaking down the stretch, feels like the Rams have had that type of back end of the season too, where they're just playing at a high level. This was a team at the beginning of the year that people thought could be playing for being one of the worst teams in the league this year. And they've gone on to have the success that they have. Well, they're seven and one since their bye week, right? They're seven and one since their bye. And the one loss was Baltimore in overtime on the punt return. 
You know, and they put 31 points on Baltimore. So, like, this is a team that's playing their best football. And Stafford is playing. Don Martindale said it at his press conference when they played played the Giants. He's playing at at an MVP level. Now, they turned the ball over against the Giants. They gave up a punt return against the Giants for a touchdown to to, uh, Gunnar Olaski, Oshevsky, excuse me. They gave that up to him. So, there's you can make plays. And the Giants were able to run the football well enough. And that allowed them to have a little bit of success with Tyrod Taylor throwing the football. When they go on the road defensively, you know, they are very well coached. Raheem Morris does a great job. I I really believe he should get a head coaching job based on his ability to develop young talent around this team. But he's got to be able to hold up against the run because Detroit, much like the Rams, want to run the football to set up their play action. They know Goff, if he gets into a drop back pass or it becomes a pressure game, Goff doesn't respond. He doesn't play as fast as he needs to play. And when you look at this team, when they play against physical fronts like Pittsburgh, who beat them at home, the Cowboys, who beat them, Stafford got hurt in that game, Philadelphia beat them at home when they were playing well, it's because the front of their team, of their opponent, is winning the game. And that's where Detroit has to win the game. Michael, I got to ask, what did Danny O do now that you had Orlovsky on the brain? Uh, well, what, uh, what doesn't he do? I mean, you know, who's he going to promote? For? I mean, I'm sure Tua played well in that game when we get his film breakdown tomorrow. I'm sure it's going to be he played perfectly and that, you know, everybody else is wrong, you know, but we'll see. I don't know. Sometimes it just I just shake my head and go forward. It's all good. Everybody's entitled to opinion, though. That's we do know that no question. just doesn't happen to be right. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Everybody's entitled yep. to it. Love our amendment rights. Uh, last thing here, the the total for this game opened at 52 and it hadn't really budged until today, despite the majority of the money being on the over. Does that tell you anything? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think to me, when both teams run the ball as much as they do, it ticked up to 53. I see in 52 and a half in some places that tends to reduce the clock. I mean, look at yesterday, neither team in the Houston in the Houston Cleveland game really could run the football effectively. And then you get those one play strikes, which really kicks the over total. I, I lean a little towards the over here, but 52 starts to get into some areas where, wait a minute, that, yeah. that doesn't seem right. Whereas in the Dallas Green Bay game, the over, because you know Dallas is going to keep score. And you know Green Bay is going to, what Anthony said is true, that back door is going to be open for Green Bay. Uh oh, Michael, you got me thinking I might need to tease some totals today. Going to get there wild. You go. <laughs> there you go. There she is. <laughs> I can't stop. We got Chris Sims coming up next. Get some of his big takeaways for. From yesterday and look ahead to tonight's action. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs that much more electric. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S. The crown is yours. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line on VSIN and DraftKings Network. Excited to welcome into the program Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, in-studio analyst for Football Night in America and the Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast because he doesn't do enough. Welcome in, Chris. How are you today? Oh, I'm well. Thank you so much. I appreciate you pumping all those things. You know, it's a, it is. It's a, it's a little bit of a, a long list there, but certainly working hard, loving football, and it's a great time of year right now in the playoffs. Yep, and we got off to a, was- a good start yesterday, too. Go ahead, Michael. 
No, I was just going to ask him. I mean, you know, what was your first reaction watching the Cleveland game and Houston? You know, I, everybody knows how well Stroud played, but the the defense of Cleveland, which wouldn't didn't play well on the road, and how right. they played in that game. What was your reaction like? You you just didn't. I mean, I know it was bad, but I didn't see it being that bad. No way, no way. I, I, I mean, listen. I'm, I thought Cleveland would win the football game. I think Cleveland, you know, had a Super Bowl defense, right? That's what I kind of. I said they give me shades of the 2015 Broncos a lot of times. I was saying over the last month, but the problem, and, and and to me, Mike, and I don't know if you agree with this, but one of the things that I kept saying about Cleveland was they can't be so aggressive all the time. Like it's yep. okay to give up a five yard completion every now and then. Right. Sometimes you just got to bend a little bit instead of letting up the 60 yard touchdown post and, and then going, oh, no. Right. And that's to me was their Achilles heel throughout the year, whether it was letting Joe Flacco be too aggressive and loose with the football, which came back to bite him in the butt yesterday. Or every defensive call is like, we're not going to let you get a yard. We're going to make you lose yards every play. And, you know, within that and a quarterback that's hot and a good offensive coordinator that's slow it. He drew up some good plays and said, okay, you want to be this aggressive? Then we're going to put you back in your place. And I just was shocked that Cleveland came out with that such a strong mindset that way and didn't feel it out a little bit first and go, wait, maybe this guy who's been under Shanahan might have a few game plan shots on us and they might change something from that first matchup. Let's feel it out a little bit. But instead they were meatheads and went from the kill right from the start as usual. So then what, what surprised you more than maybe the struggles that the Cleveland Browns had yesterday or conversely in the later game that this Miami Dolphins offense that's been the top scoring unit all season long ends up scoring one touchdown on its final 16 offensive possessions, seven points in a 26 to seven loss to Kansas City. Yeah, I, I will say I'm, I'm more surprised with the Cleveland game than I would be with the Dolphins one. Uh, I know you work with this crazy guy named Mike Lombardi that's over there next to you, but him and I probably share a lot of thoughts about the Dolphins, Tua, their inability. Like, this is the problem with Tua. Can he ever, is he ever going to be able to play in cold weather football? I think that's why the last regime, Brian Flores and all of them, were looking to trade and get another quarterback. You know, he's got a below average NFL arm as is. Now to play in five degree weather with a little wind, you saw the ball last night. I mean, it took 10 seconds to get to every receiver on the football field, let alone, I think the big thing with Miami is just that there's a grittiness and a toughness that hasn't been there all year. Any game that got ugly and a team that had a good defensive coordinator that can match wits with McDaniel and they can play physical and tough up front, Miami, other than the Dallas game, who also kind of has that same problem, Right. To me, that's where, oh, no, it's a phone booth game. It's a physicality game. It's not a track meet. And that's where Kansas City made that game like that last night. And of course, it was all in their favor. All in their favor. Couldn't agree more. Okay, let's spin it today. Dallas offense, great. On at, on at home, where their line gets a little bit of a break. They don't get the rush when they get on the road. They play better. Green Bay's offense, right. I think, has been spectacular in the last three weeks. Yep. You know, but you're always haunted by Joe Barry's defense against Tommy DeVito and against Bryce Young. What's your thoughts on this game? Do you think Green Bay can pull the first upset of a seven seed to a two seed? I, I, I think there's a chance, right? I, I picked Dallas to win the game, but it was one of those where I clarified, like if there's an upset to happen this weekend that kind of comes out of nowhere, this would have been the one I would have chose. I worry about the first thing you said, right? Joe Barry, the defense, 
I mean, Green Bay's had some moments this year where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is bad. I'll say this, Mike McCarthy, basic West Coast offense, a lot of those rules and plays, Joe Barry grew up around that offense, around John Gruden and a bunch of other West Coast guys to where I feel like he, he'll, he should know some of the rules within that offense. And we know Dallas's offense isn't necessarily real creative to me, but it's aggressive. And of course, Dak and CeeDee Lamb are really good and Pollard's good and they got weapons there. But it's not like you watch it and go, oh, wow, this is crazy. This is really creative. I'm amazed by that. So maybe Green Bay can slow it down to a degree as far as the Dallas attack. The other side of the ball, Mike, is where I do find interesting because you said it. I mean, the offense was on fire a little bit through November. Then they went through that Giants Bucks little, you know, slip up there and then caught fire again. They're very creative. They got a big offensive line. They can run the ball. We always talk about right Dallas. They're small up front. And when you're big up front, they're compromised a little bit. And that makes them have to put a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. And Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur, they're not afraid to call downfield shots with these receivers they got. And if they get man-to-man a lot, you know, Christian Watson, his health today, that'll be interesting to see. But Jaden Reed and those other guys, I think there's going to be some plays there to be had by this Green Bay offense. Yeah, Christian Watson, it appears, going to try to work out that hamstring on the field pregame, but optimism that he can go. Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback turned analyst on NBC, joining us here on the Lombardi line. But let's say that happens. Let's say that the Green Bay Packers have a lot of success today. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. How epic of a failure is that for this team, the way that they have performed this year in the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, that would, I mean, that would be a huge disappointment. Super Bowl aspirations, right? I understand that. Now, I will say, listen, you know, it's the Super Bowl aspirations. They're clearly one of the better teams in the NFC. I do question how good the NFC is. I really think the 49ers are the only special football team, right? I don't know Super Bowl teams that lose 31 to 10 on the road in the middle of December. Uh, that, that, that to me was a little concerning when, when Dallas lost to Buffalo that way. But yeah, the pressure's on Mike McCarthy. We know that. Dallas has high expectations. They got a crazy owner. And... You know, from people I know around football and all that, it seems like, you know, maybe Bill Belichick and that whole thing may be in play if they decide to get rid of Mike McCarthy after all of this. So uh, a lot of pressure is a big one, especially against his old team in Green Bay. You know, we, we both love Sean McVay's ability to devise a game plan, and Ben Johnson's done a great job at Detroit. How, how do you feel like, can the Rams run the ball on a very good Detroit front today? I think they can, uh, you know, we know Detroit there, they are stout up front. Like you're saying, Mike, I, I kind of just go like this. I go, if you can run the ball 10 straight plays against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore and go down the field like that, then I think you can run the ball against anybody. That's kind of my justification of it. Right. But I do love what McVay's doing with the Rams. You know, I mean, they, they've kind of said, Hey, we're going to play through the run game. We're going to be physical that way. They got a different O line than they've had in years past. It's bigger. There's more road graders on there. I think Kyron Williams is the best running back in football, not named Christian McCaffrey. I think he's special, right? I'm interested, Mike, do the Rams go, Hey, let's just get in a shootout and move the ball up and down the field and and just see what happens. And we'll, we'll see where it goes because I think Detroit's offense is going to move the ball on this Rams defense too. Or does, or do the Rams take the approach of, hey, let's run the ball, let's protect our defense a little bit, and let's be a little more surgical and methodical and keep the Lions' offense off the field? That, to me, is one of the big questions or interesting things I, I'm, a, I'm excited to see about tonight. Yeah. 
and it is the the highest total on the board for the for the weekend, fifty two and a half. Let's stick in the NFC, yeah. Chris. Are the Eagles broken? They're they're yeah, they're not. I'm not going to say they're broken, but they're hanging on by a thread right now. They are. I mean, it, it's it's a team that certainly is not anything special schematically when you break them down. And then I think even though they're one of the most physically gifted football teams in football, I don't care who you are. You know, when you play like that down the stretch, they're they're. I think their mentality is they they have self doubt right now. Right. They got no mojo or confidence going into this football game, let alone they're a little beat up and no AJ Brown, who's, you know, of course, a, a huge difference maker for their football team. So, you know, I don't want to say broken, still dangerous, but I don't see like a legit serious Super Bowl type of run from this Philadelphia team. They can lose to anybody, as we know. I mean, they were dominated by the Giants and the Cardinals the last two weeks of the season, like dominated. So we'll see if they can bounce back. They have championship merit, but. They miss those coordinators. That's the biggest thing. That's the difference with the Eagles. I mean, no Shane Steichen and no Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, I mean, and they can't stop the run. I mean, let, let, you no. go over the last half of the season, for as good as they were last year, you couldn't run the ball on them. I mean, you can run the ball on them. They're 20th in the league in yards per attempt rushing. And I don't know championship-level teams that can't stop the run and are, are 31st in the league in yards allowed passing. That, that, that's exactly right, right? I mean, there's just a few things we believe in, and I don't know a championship team that loses five out of six going into the that's playoffs. Right. That doesn't happen. So, you know, we'll see where that all goes. You are awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate you. Thank you, Christopher. Oh, anytime, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, guys. See you later. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. Our guy, Bill AD, waking up bright and early to put together today's newsletter. We've got breakdowns of today's two wildcard matchups from our guy, Brent Musburger, as well as reaction to yesterday. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit vsin.com slash newsletter to support subscribe we've got two games on tap today as wild card weekend rolls on two out of three ain't bad as bill Steelers has moved to monday michael lombardi a little meatloaf there stormy yep. got a little meatloaf going there right Some, something like that uh michael lombardi you don't remember meatloaf stormy i'm sure you might be you. too young i am you might be too young don't hate me for the band he wrote a song called two out of three ain't bad yeah Did so he really? there you go man yeah. see this is such a failure on my part i'll try to be better no, it's it's just it, it's it's the it's the gap, right? And certainly it affects that. So, anyway, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Maybe our guy Brian Broadus can help us to talk about one of those games, which I'm sure he's just very relieved that they've got a dome, they've got a nice indoor building, don't have to worry about any of the weather conditions. Uh, Dallas native, host of 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, joining us now. Uh, yeah, you relieved to not have to worry about any of the conditions, Brian? How are we doing today? I'm doing great. So you're like a bat out of hell, right, Michael? So just like yeah, a bat out of hell. <laughs> he got it. Yeah, yeah there, there, there you another, go. There's another meatloaf reference. By the way, meatloaf is from Dallas. So yeah, wow. so a lot of lot of meatloaf references today. But no, guys, really excited about today uh, playoff football. I've been on the I've been on both sides of this before. Uh, you know, working with the Packers and coming down here and getting my ass kicked a bunch by Jimmy Johnson and those teams, and then being you know with DallasCowboys.com. And then having to deal with Aaron Rodgers, so yeah, I've seen I've seen the good and the bad uh, of this uh, of this series. But it is nice to be playing some football today. Brian, what's the biggest concern around the Cowboy building when they look at this Packer offensive team? Yeah, I think Michael, it has to be Dallas. The last three weeks, uh, really since the Buffalo game, have done a much better job of playing run defense, and you know they they've got to be concerned about. Uh, you know, the, the Packers and maybe their willingness to, to, you know, to run the football today. And, you know, that teams that are committed to it usually can have success against the Cowboys. Uh, you know, they, they, they've got to feel like, though, that their offense, the Cowboys offense, you know, is, at home has been just outstanding. It puts a lot of pressure on the opponents. It makes everybody really one dimensional, too, because you're chasing points the whole day. And so, yeah, but the, the, the concern about that, would be about, you know, and the quarterback's playing really well for them. You know, I mean, he's, he's protecting the football and these young receivers, uh, they're not household names, but they're all playing to, at a pretty nice level for them. And so, you know, and Green Bay also doesn't really give up a bunch of pressure and that's where Dallas is kind of at their best. So, uh, you know, there are concerns. I know the, the line says different uh, out there, but, uh, you know, yeah, it, this, this, this could be one of those games that, uh, you know, Dallas had, had better be on there better be on their toes for it. Well, and Brian, I have heard some people even picking the Packers potentially to win this game outright, which surprised sure. me a little bit because, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Dallas this year and they've had a great season. Dak Prescott's been great with Mike McCarthy calling plays. It's really seemed to work out for them this year. What is the level of expectation in Dallas for this Cowboys team and their postseason run? Like, is it Super Bowl or bust? What's the feel you get? Well, it's, it's set up the right way with Philadelphia. You know, when Dallas walked out of Miami several weeks ago and had lost that game, we were all looking at, uh, 
okay, what's the NFC South look like right now? Who's winning that? Atlanta, Tampa, you know, New Orleans, who was going to be the team that was going to be the likely host with Dallas being the fifth seed. And then Philadelphia just completely fell apart. And so, you know, and they gave Dallas a gift. Dallas, uh, you know, won the last game against the commanders. They beat the Lions to get the second seed. So, you know, expectations are that, well, heck, this thing, you know, the Cowboys have won 16 straight games at home and the possibility of playing two, uh, two more playoff games, uh, you know, that would bode very well. So expectations are high, but you're absolutely right. You know, Dallas at any moment can revert back to uh, penalty football, turning over the ball. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that factor in that keeping the Dallas Cowboys from being as, as good as they need to be. But, you know, we haven't really seen that at home this year. The problems have been really, really on the road. Brian, when you go back and watch the game in Lambeau, and certainly that's a launching point for today's game, right? Both teams were really right. effective moving the football, and both right. teams, you know, overcame deficits and came back into the game. Do you think that's how we're going to see the game today? Do you think it's going to be that style of game? Oh, I think so, Michael. I think that, you know, to me, the, the, the difference in this one will be no Aaron Rodgers, and that's kind of been – the boogeyman for the Dallas Cowboys throughout, you know, of, of recent history, you know, the games, heck, I could go all the way standing back on the sidelines at Lambeau field in 2014, watching the ball go flying in my direction and does Brian go up and catch it? You know, I mean, I, I've seen some crazy things happen, you know, with Aaron Rodgers uh, as the quarterback here uh, for, you know, for green Bay, but him no longer being here, I think it gives everybody a little bit of a, a little bit of a breath there, fresh air, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, I, I think that both, you know, both defenses could be under attack today. And, you know, it's which one of those can make the stops, you know, Green Bay really not much, you know, not much to lose on their end. You know, they, they kind of struggled to get in this, but they played well, uh, you know, at, at certain times this year. And, you know, they're kind of playing with a little bit of house money. So, I kind of feel like that they could be a little bit more aggressive with their approach. Yeah, a lot of pressure on Dallas, but, you know, the thing is Green Bay defensively, they've got to find ways. You know, Dallas can kind of match you up with, you know, they can get Green Bay's linebackers in coverage. Their safety play isn't particularly great. So, yeah, you know, there's there's things that Mike McCarthy can do uh, to, to kind of try and, and, and attack this Green Bay defense like he needs to. And Brian, you mentioned earlier, a lot of the times that Dallas has struggled this year, it's been when they've been on the road versus being in that building. It seems like offensively they click at a different level. What's been so different about them playing at home that's allowed them to have that success and winning 16 straight games there? Communication. It really has come down to communication. You know, everybody kind of makes fun of Dak and you'll hear it in the game today as you're watching Dak's the way he gets everybody going in the cadence is he says, here we go. And, you know, he gets everybody ready that way. And you can watch Dallas play on the road. And when they get into kind of an environment where it gets loud, uh, you know, Dak is clapping his hands. He's stomping his foot to try and get the ball snapped. They, they've they missed blocks, uh, you know, in games on the road, the twist stunts where uh, the, you know, you get these defensive linemen and they loop and they twist. And, you know, Dallas has missed some blitz pickups. You know, they haven't got some of the routes run the correct way on the road. It really comes down to communication. And when they play at home, they have that ability to kind of uh, to handle that environment. And, you know, their checks get made, their their cadence gets made. You know, everything about it seems to function a lot better. They're not struggling to get plays off. Uh, you know, I always check the officials for these games, especially for Dallas being on the road. 
you know, because what happens, they'll carry these, uh, their cadence deep into the, deep into the play clock. And you worry about the lay of game penalties that set them behind, but at home, they just don't seem to have those problems. Brian, what is St- Stefan Gilmore's health? I know he's mispracticed this week. He'll, will he be a hundred percent? Yeah, I don't know about a hundred percent, Michael. He's going to wear a harness and it's, it's going to be the kind that, you know, it fits over the shoulders. It's got the straps. It's got the laces. Uh, the range of motion, I've told, this is one of those harnesses that the Cowboys have used in the past, and they've had some players that have dealt with shoulder injuries uh, throughout. Uh, Tank Lawrence was one of those guys. Leighton Vander Esch was one of those guys. Range of motion seems to be good. They're comfortable with the harness. Uh, Gilmore Ward in practice starting on Thursday, and everything seems to be pointing the direction of that being okay for him. Otherwise, health-wise, looking at the injury report seems great. It's just Cooper Rush, right, with an illness? Yeah, I heard this morning that Cooper will be QB2. You know, hopefully they won't have to need him. So, yeah, the Cowboys have been dealing with a little bit of a bug. It said, uh, you know, last week, Zach Martin didn't get to play. So the flu's been going through the team right now, and uh, hopefully they'll get, a, get on the other side of this. But Cooper should be okay from, uh, from what I was told this morning. Last thing before we let you go, Brian, because uh, we got to hit the break here. But should the Cowboys lose this game, what does that mean for Mike McCarthy? Yeah, there's going to be some problems then because Jerry Jones, <laughs> 81 years old, does not have time to uh, for you know to kind of sit there and continue on with a coach that has been very good in the regular season, but not in the playoffs. So there's going to be a lot of pressure. You mentioned it earlier, pressure on the Cowboys, pressures on the coach as well. You're awesome. Thank you so much for doing this on a busy game day. Thank All you right, guys. Brian. Take Thanks, care. buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Take care, guys. Brian Roddus again, Super Bowl winning NFL scout, now doing great things over there on local Dallas radio. Um, and I was looking up while we were while we were, you know, getting set for this, a, a couple things on the Meatloaf catalog, Michael. And I do know some yeah. songs, so I feel like such a loser. Love Heaven Can Wait. Love Heaven yeah. Can Wait. There you go. Yeah, I love the I'd one do anything Phil for Rizzuto love. did a little commentary. Yeah, I mean, Meatloaf was big. I, unfortunately, I think he passed away. But yeah, it was good. Bucket is uh, is both knows both teams. He started in Green Bay. He actually used to drive John Gruden to work after John Gruden crashed his bicycle into a snowbank. Yeah, used to drive him to work. That was when Gruden only could afford one car. And Bucket picked him up and uh, it, after he crashed his bike into a snowbank. I have, so, go. I have so many more questions. We have to hit the break. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.